and welcome to our Fan Fight Podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm joined by Fanbyte's wrestling section head, LB Hunk Tears, to discuss all things punchy, kicky, and wrestly. That is pro wrestling and MMA. LB, how are you doing today? Uh, as I was saying to you before we started recording, I'm very sleepy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like, the weather sucks right now, and, uh, you know, we're I'm in New York, you're in L.A., but, like, it is just... Oh, it is just like oppressive. We're going to have a thunderstorm, like a loud thunderstorm. And it's just I like, love what, a thunderstorm, why? actually. I think they're sexy. I'm not going to lie. I think thunderstorms are very sexy. I don't, I truly don't know why, actually. Because they're I sexy. They're just it's sexy. Nature, nature is shuddering. <laughs> nature is just shuddering with ecstasy. But like, <laughs> I'm not right now. So I'm a That's little fair, mad. me neither. Yeah, oh it's God, gloomy and rainy here too. You might hear thunder in the That's background. That's so exciting. Uh, it's gloomy and rainy here. No thunder, though. Fuck. That sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? Us. Because we're That's awesome. True. And we're we going to awesome. talk about MMA and pro wrestling. And you brought me. Uh, so every week, uh, LB brings me an excellent pro wrestling match. And I bring LB uh, a, a good, I think, a good MMA fight. I would say this was pretty excellent. Yeah, I think this is a good one. I, I think they're both really, really good. So LB brought me... Orange Cassidy versus Pac from AEW Revolution, which uh, was awesome. It really went places. I just want to say that. Like, I just feel yeah. like it really went places. It went a lot of places. And then I brought them one of the most explosive uh, matches of the last couple of years of MMA, which was Habib versus Conor McGregor uh, in 2018, October 2018, that ended in a literal brawl. Uh, outside it was of the so arena. pro wrestling. <laughs> it was a very pro wrestling ass MMA fight. Uh, but first, we like to go into wrestling first. So, uh, LB, do you want to tell me a little bit about Orange Cassidy and his beautiful, uh, what is it, sloth style? <laughs> <laughs> so, two weeks ago, Jaime made me promise yes. to show you Orange Cassidy. Yes. Yes, he and did. I was thrilled to do it. I love Orange Cassidy. I'm a big Orange Cassidy fan. Nice. Um, so Orange Cassidy's been a guy on the indies for a long time. Uh, his thing is he doesn't want to wrestle and he doesn't want to try. He doesn't <laughs> want to do anything. He just wants to, like, be really lazy. And in reality, he's an incredibly talented wrestler. Yeah. Um, my suspicion is, I mean, if you are if you very are very, very serious about Chikara kayfabe, uh, close, plug your ears Everybody else, uh, Orange Cassidy was a, is, was a Chikara guy. He was a masked wrestler in that company um, called Fire Ant, uh, oh, cool, which was cool. which is why uh, they, there's a call in this in the Revolution match where Excalibur kind of compares him to a Fire Ant. Um, ah, Fire that's Ant what is, that was. Okay, yeah, that's what Watch that was. Um, and he Fire Ant is you know was. Really good wrestler, like high energy, kind of one of the top people in the company for a while. Um, and what I suspect happened, or one of the reasons I think Orange Cassidy became a thing, is that you'd have shows where Fire Ant would have a match and be doing all this crazy stuff. And then Orange Cassidy would also have a match. And like he couldn't be doing all this crazy stuff because he was going to be doing crazy stuff later. So a style where you don't do anything is really helpful when you're playing multiple parts, basically. <laughs> yeah. Which is a thing that happens in masked companies. Uh, not 
super, super frequently. But if you have a limited number of people, it's definitely something that you do. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, or even, I mean, I think in NXT fairly recently, this guy, Matt Riddle, also a former uh, UFC guy, he wanted to be in somebody's entrance. I think it was a Mia Yim <laughs> entrance. So he just like wore a mask and was like, you know, just a guy like supporting her in, an, in her entrance because he felt like it. So you can do stuff like that. that. I dig that. Yeah, it's that like, seems it nice. theater. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But Orange Cassidy has been kind of a, outside of Chikara, Orange Cassidy has been doing shows on the indies. Uh, he was really big in Beyond, which is a New England company. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I almost showed you a Beyond, like a, a a beyond match of his, but I thought, eh, like let's let's uh, the production values of AEW are really good, and this match, sure. this match with Pack is one of my favorites of the year so far. Um, oh, this is from this year. Yeah, this is from that same show that Darby awesome. Allen and Sammy Guevara was. Oh, from. awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, his thing was he went into AEW with a certain amount of recognition from the independents. Where he did, where he does real matches, um, but in AEW for, let's see, where did he first show up? He first showed up, you know, mid last year, okay, and was only doing like kind of the fake little weak kicks, and maybe he'd do the kip up with his hands in his pockets, maybe do a <laughs> dive with his hands in his pockets, but no real wrestling, no singles matches. He was in a few tag team matches with the two guys who accompany him to the ring, the best friends. But he didn't do much in those matches Um, because that's the that's the gimmick. Right. He doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. But in the lead up to Revolution, he kept having these like standoffs with Pac, who is one of the best five flyers in the world. Certainly one of the best British wrestlers in the world. Um, an, An incredible all around talent whose thing is he's the bastard. He's just mean and angry all the time. No (laughs) sense of humor about anything. Super serious, just wet, muscular, compact, and pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Love him. So he's like a perfect foil. Um, And so his thing was like, what is this, a joke? Are you like, this guy's going to wrestle me? Like, because... I'm this incredible talent. I'm really tough and strong. And I've wrestled all these top people in the company. And this guy, this like meme wants to wrestle me. And that's like what the story of this going into this match was. And if you saw in the audience, people were dressed up as Orange Cassidy. People had Orange Cassidy signs. It's a huge response for somebody who's never, who has had basically no real matches in the, com- in the company so far. Nice. All right. All right. So he's, it's his coming out party, sort of. Yeah. All right. Um, and then him actually, like, trying and showing that he's actually, like, can do all this cool stuff. I don't know. I love this match. This is, like, my fourth time watching it. <laughs> uh, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really liked the, like, damn Daniel vibe with the, with the kicks and with the jeans. And I definitely, yeah. like... With his little, like, knee kicks, I definitely got a vibe of, like, this is later on, so this is probably not the the same thing. But, it, like, the way, you know, the way people are greeting each other sometimes in the time of COVID, the, like, foot kick thing. Oh, like, yeah, hey, I'm saying, totally. I'm saying hi. I'm saying hi. What's up? You know, how you doing? Um, that, so that was, like, kind of fun. I also just like his whole, like, 
I don't know. It seems very Californian. And I could be wrong. I don't know if he's from California. I lived in California for like four years, so I don't know anything. But he he seems so freshly squeezed. Maybe Florida even. He is. So again, his song on the independence, his entrance music, is Jane by Jefferson Starship. (laughs) Uh, Which, Uh, if you can't think of in the top of your head, if you've seen Wet Hot American Summer, it's the opening song from Wet Hot American Summer. Where they're yeah. all around the campfire yeah. and they're wasted. Um, yeah. And like his look and the sunglasses kind of make me and that song kind of make me think that a big part of the gimmick was just inspired by like the scene in Wet Hot American Summer where Janine Garofalo really wants Paul Rudd to like do some chore and he really doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like because the denim, the sunglasses, I don't know. Like that's he's Obviously, like, the real man is obviously, like, really smart. Um, yeah. Yeah. And understands character building and understands, like, like his even his entrance graphic of, like, the Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, like, up on the yes. screen. Like, everybody yeah, else has, like, really a really, good. like, fancy one. And his is just, like, Orange Cassidy written and, you know. And he weighs whatever. whatever. Yeah. From wherever. He's from wherever. <laughs> He's great. It's a good ass gimmick. Like it's a very yeah. like whatever, man. Uh I don't know. It's he's just very appealing and fresh. And yeah. the bastard is such a like the way you described him is like just wet and and compact. <laughs> like and yeah. muscular. Just like that wet hair, that like greasy hair. Like he's ready to do some damage. And it doesn't hurt that he's wearing the tiny wrestling trunks, like the really, oh, yeah. really little, like it's just butt. And that's all oh, it yeah. is. It's just like butt muscle. Like here yeah, he is. He's just, butt muscle. That's what he is. Human butt muscle. That's him. <laughs> I love it. Like that's so good. And like I liked how Orange Cassidy just sort of woke up uh, like through the match. Like, all right, I'm going to show my shit. Like at first he's not trying. He is just like bobbing and weaving. He's just going around, you know, whatever. He's fine. And then he like wakes up and starts doing some fucking stunts. It's really cool. Like it's, it's yeah. super, super fun. It's, I like, again, you know, in real life, Pac is not a bastard. He's sure. like apparently a lovely human being. Yeah. Um, which I think like you need to, for somebody to play a straight man in a wrestling match like that who's like a badass who also like a badass who's kind of getting made a fool of a little bit you need to have such like a right mindset i feel like yeah and he does it so perfectly it it just feels very grounded in a way like his character feels very very grounded but it doesn't feel like uh, a like Mm. I don't know how to put this. Uh, like, he just feels like he's completely in the moment and grounded. And, like, that's that's what all great performers are like, right? You just believe yeah. them in the moment because they are just giving it 100%. And that's very appealing and, like, very charismatic in a way. Like, that it evil is. charisma, you know? Oh, he's, yeah, he's great. And, like, there's the part where the, uh, the crowd starts doing some, like, orange, I think it's the no pulp chant, and Pac stops. <laughs> And, like, ask the ref, like, what are they chanting? (laughs) That he's just, like, he doesn't care what they think, but he, like, wants to know what's going on. And he's just so pissed off by the whole thing. I don't know. I I love it. The close-ups are very good. Oh, the close-ups are great. The, uh, 
I mean, one of my favorite parts is when, um, when Orange when Orange Cassidy's doing the thing where he rolls out of the way of the the high spot when Pac is yeah. going up to the top, and yeah. then just keeps like rolling back and forth. And when Pac catches him and he does that smile and they do that perfect close up on him, <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah. good. I, I just also just appreciated a lot of that camera work in this particular uh, in this particular match. And like, cool, uh, full disclosure, I did a scene from Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, with my students this morning. Like, I just broke That's down so like, just like the shots of a scene and, you know, with the costume design and lighting and makeup and, you know, just like elements of a scene are mm-hmm. with... Uh, uh, you know, it was actually the like dream sequence at the very end of the very first episode of that show where uh, Sam, yeah. the director, just first sees it in his mind, like how cool this could look, like as they're practicing in the shitty like old gym yeah. or whatever, and he like sees it happening. So, I, I guess maybe I was very primed uh, also to like look for the the camera angles and like how they're just highlighting the hell out of these performances in a really good way. That was awesome. It was just cool yeah. to see. I'm so I AEW is a pretty new company. So they've sure. uh so like I was reviewing like their first shows and I was really hard on them about camera work because it was sure. really not where it needed to be. And this and like this the the show Dynamite, uh which is their weekly show on TNT, yeah. was it showed a huge improvement, but like this pay-per-view in particular, like they've really figured out what they're doing and I'm so pleased about it. <sighs> and I'm so pleased that like I guess one of the did you notice the commentary team like yes! how they were reacting to this match? Oh my so, god, they were so good. They were so, so good. Yeah. The backstory there is one of the guys has seen Orange Cassidy wrestle for real before. That's the guy who did okay. the fire ants comment. The okay. other two yeah, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. have yeah. not. So they were seeing him pretty much for the first time. Okay. Outside of doing like little joke spots. So like it's like there are moments in there where it's obviously them like trying to build up the match, but there's other moments where it feels like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just being worked, but like <laughs> Tony Schiavone at one point just being like, I dig this. That felt so like yeah! genuine to me. <laughs> and I found that like really endearing. Yeah. I, I wanted to say like in general, I've loved the commentary on pretty much all the matches that you've shown me. Like, it's just so fun and and so like in with the performances and performative in a way that like makes me smile ear to ear a lot of the time. Like they're just so fucking enthusiastic and like selling it and selling it and yeah. selling it. And the performance the performers are selling it and selling it and selling it. And like when there is good camera work and like just fun angles and nice cutting, it's just like a real joy to see it all kind of come together for yeah, for me that's, anyway. That's, like it, absolutely. I'm really enjoying that part of it. That's absolutely how I felt watching this pay-per-view and like how I felt nice. watching this match back again and then back again and back again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw Orange Cassidy when he debuted uh, at my local like big deal independent uh, PWG. Um, okay. And it was a sup- it was a show called Mystery Vortex where they don't announce the card in advance. So they don't and they don't announce like who's going to be on the show. So when you when the music hits and somebody starts coming out, that's when you know who's going to be there. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy's going to be on the show. I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the show. But he's like a comedy wrestler. And I mean, which is why he hasn't been picked up by WWE 
which who's picked up uh, WWE has picked up almost every wrestler except for comedy wrestlers, people they've already fired, and deathmatch wrestlers. Um, okay. Except for some people they've already fired, they have also hired back. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> but they have. But he's a comedy wrestler, so they didn't pick him up. And PWG also does not like doing booking comedy wrestlers. But I was like, no, it's his okay. time. It's his time. It's his time. And I'm sitting there and then Jane hits and I just lost my fucking mind and everybody in the place just like immediately like just went nuts. They were just like everyone was so excited and jumping up and down and like chanting for him. He would, he'd never been he'd never wrestled for the company before. And like everybody knew him and was like and he's an East Coast guy. Yeah. So like okay. in L.A. Okay. like, you know, he's wrestled, I think, for one company in L.A. Um, uh, but he had at least before. And everyone just lost their fucking minds. It was such like a cool moment to be there for. I he he wasn't selling shirts online for a really long time, and I remember making my friends like go to a show in Boston, buy a shirt from him in ca- with oh, cash yeah. in person, and then mail it to me. <laughs> the shirt was real good. It was that, a really really good shirt. So that's a yeah. remake. A remake. That's a uh, a slightly different version of his old shirt which is actually, okay. I think, even better, which is like a waist up shot of him wearing a shirt, a different shirt of himself. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> so he'll, when he wears the shirt, it's him wearing a shirt of him wearing a shirt of him. Oh, my God. It's like mirrors, infinite yeah. mirrors. Infinite into mirrors. Into the darkness forever. Yeah. Um, one other thing with the walkout that I loved is that they have like a walkway. That yeah. shows like that texture that like that was like their their sort of in keeping with their character texture. And I loved that Pax was like a like a motherboard, like some sort of like computer thing. Or maybe I guess I misread he's it. like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that would make sense because he's compact, like a computer chip and powerful. Yeah. Or like a Pac-Man, like he eats you. Oh, he's a yeah, pack. like a Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> I also really liked with this match since it was their first match together and it was Orange Cassidy's first singles match, like that the just the uh, ending wasn't super decisive. Like, yeah, Pac won and he won mostly fairly, but he won because of the inner. So he won because of a distraction. Yeah, that seemed weird, but it seems like a heel thing, right? Like, like that's, you know, a thing that can happen there, right? Yeah, it's a heel okay. thing. And also like with wrestling, you all, you're always thinking about the long term. I see. So it's because it's it's storylines, right? You don't want. I mean, if you think about it, like an episode of TV. If you have, you, you don't want to tie up all your loose ends in the pilot episode. Right. You want to get. You want to like stretch it out and make people a little frustrated. You don't want it to be too satisfying. You want people to be like, no, that's not what I wanted to happen. I wanted this other thing to happen. So then they'll keep watching. And they'll keep wanting it and they'll want it more and more and more. And then finally it'll happen and they'll feel great. Yeah, it's it's that's so satisfying that like everybody's Mm -hmm. thinking about arcs. Everybody's thinking about like, where can my character go next or where can things go next? Like that's that's cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this so the ending, which is for listeners, if you haven't seen the match, uh, the best friends Chuck and Trent are cornering Orange Cassidy, who I will show you some stuff with them sometime. They're wonderful. Um, two, like, great dudes. Chuck Taylor is Orange Cassidy's real-life roommate. They have a tiny dog together named Walter, um, oh. Oh. who's, like, a Westie, I think? Like, tiny yeah. dog. Walter the Westie. Yeah. The tiniest oh. dog. Like, the most ridiculous <laughs> little, like, comedy purse dog. 
Who's Do they take pictures with Walter? Yes. Oh my yes. god. Oh my and god. I videos. need to find those and look at those. Yeah, they're on Instagram. It, they're very cute. A lot of good pictures of Orange <laughs> Cassidy with the dog. Um, <gasps> which is it just is about as delightful as you could expect. Yeah. And so like they're all real life friends and Chuck and Trent are great. They're, you know, good guys on the show. They lose a lot. They're a tag team. <laughs> And yeah. the Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Phoenix, who I will definitely show you. I do need to show you some yes. tag team wrestling. And I think they are the, they are a team I want to show you first. They oh, show yeah. up, attack, um, distracting Orange Cassidy and Bryce Remsburg, the referee, who, if I don't know if you recognize him, that's the same referee as uh, who was in the Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher match when he was much <laughs> younger and had hair. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. He's a Excellent. wonderful ref. Um, <laughs> they distract yeah, everybody. He seemed real good. He seemed like super active, like just super active and like very refy. I know that sounds weird, but like he just was doing the thing where it's just like, yeah, like he's just like going all in with all his body movements and yeah. like his like, yeah, like. What a what a very intense ref does in like an MMA fight. So we that should I do a ref. We him. should do a ref episode <gasps> yes, where you refs. show me the best ref MMA match, and I will show you Bryce Remsburg refing a match with no wrestlers. Oh my god! I just have one picture to show you. Um, I'm getting the picture right now, so I guess I'm stalling. Okay. But there is a ref who definitely his name is Mike Beltran, and he looks like Doctor Eggman. Uh, from so- the Sonic series, but with a beard that like goes down to his waist. Uh, so let's see. He's a very, very good ref. Uh, and like, I think he may have had to cut his beard at some point. But like, I'm just going to show you a beautiful image of Mike Beltran uh, because he's the best in the universe. All right. Open image and new tab. That's what we're going to do. We're going to open okay, that. I'm image sending you a picture of, of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy's dog. Oh, my God. 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 He's a little punk ass. He's Walter the puppy. Oh, God. So beautiful. Oh, my God. This beard rules. He looks like. Yeah. He looks like a drawing. He looks like a, a comic of a Viking. He looks like. Yes. What's that French or is it Belgian comic about the Vikings? Oh, Asterix? God. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but he is. Yeah, no, he looks like Asterix. He oh. totally. Oh, Asterix is. Oh, uh, that's not his. I don't remember which one's Asterix and which one's is the big guy, but the big there's one guy with pigtail braids that I yes. think is his mustache or his hair. I don't know, but that's an incredible facial hair. Mike Belcher, he's a very good ref, and like he'll say things like, "All right, come on in and handle your business." Like I just love he just has like this wonderful, wonderful persona, and he's like a just a very good, no nonsense, very on top of shit kind of ref. Like oh, he's just so good. I love him, and I love his hair. Oh. Oh, Mike Beltran, the best. Trying to find a picture of Orange Cassidy with the dog now. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, this is beautiful. This Walter. Walter is a beautiful, beautiful baby. And I love him. I'm pretty sure that dog's named Walter. Is your dog barking with jealousy? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bixby's so jealous right now. She sees me adoring another beautiful little dog and is like, what the fuck i'm right here you see me in my cute face you see me in my adorable underbite that's what that's what's happening i'm just translating you know i speak fluent dog uh that's I speak incredible fluent, fluent fluent dog so therefore we're yeah we're all doing we're all doing great today yeah oh 
Absolutely. Uh, I uh, cannot gonna, find. A, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I cannot find a picture of the dog with oh, uh, with Orange Cassidy. But that's fine. That will be my research project for later. I will okay. absolutely do some research. So, LB, I uh, I'm gonna suggest that we take a quick break okay. today. We're gonna be right back with way more with some Habib versus uh, Nurma Gamedov. Uh, not Khabib. Oh my God, Jesus! I'm so sorry. It's Conor McGregor versus Habib. Nurmagomedov, and it's going to be, be great. great if it was Khabib versus Khabib. I know, right? Like, his dad versus him, because dad's, like, yeah. a great coach and all this. But, yeah. Okay, we'll be right, we'll be right back. back. Thank you. All right, LB, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope well, you had a good little you. break. You know, a, a good little break time to sit and think and reflect about the fight of the century. Well, it was kind of billed as one of the fights of the century. You know, it was it was billed as like a big ass thing. So I'm, I'm of course, talking about Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. This happened in October of 2018. This was like the biggest fucking thing because Conor at that point uh, was like the biggest, hottest thing in MMA in the UFC, the biggest superstar. He hadn't fought in a long time. He went off dilly-dallying in the boxing world. I don't know if you remember that happening, but that was a big deal. I just remember, here's everything I know about Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. He is in alcohol commercials for something. Mm -hmm. Maybe some kind of, like, whiskey? Yes, you're Uh, correct. Everyone hates him because he's a bad man. Yep, yep, that's correct. He's a dickhead. He's mean. yes. And no one likes him who I like, but apparently a lot of people like him who I don't know. Yeah, his popularity is certainly, I think it's safe to say, waned over the last couple of years. He was like the superstar, like the most famous. It was like he and Ronda Rousey were two of the most famous people in like UFC history. I think it's safe to say, you know, household name kind of thing. For Um, sure. Yeah. uh, And Ronda sucks in some very important ways, but... uh, you know, we're not going to compare them exactly, but uh, Connor has done some bad shit in the last couple of years. Again, we, we've noted this before, but like has two outstanding sexual assault allegations. There's a video of him punching an old man in a bar because the old man that's didn't want to taste his whiskey, which is like that's the, the one. That's stupidest. what it was. Yeah, it's just like that's the stupidest shit. Like, come that's the fuck on. Don't punch an old man in a bar. What is wrong with you, you know? And do not sexually assault people. Don't. Don't do it. That's shitty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Just cut it out with the assaults and Just the... Just fucking uh, cut it out. Yeah. Of all uh, kinds. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do any of it. He was coming in to this super hyped, super, super hyped. Meanwhile, Habib had kind of torn through the division. Again, a very, very stacked division. 155 is one of the most, like... You look at the top 10, top 15, and they are all really, really good. Other divisions are not nearly as stacked like this. Like the heavyweight division, certainly great fighters. Not like one of those where you look at the top 15 and you're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like 155, very hotly contested. Uh, and Habib, again, is undefeated. Uh, he He's just ripping and tearing through this division. So Hugging it tight. 
What's that? Ripping tear? Hugging it tight. Hugging yeah, that hugging. division so tight it can't move. Exactly. It's a uh, tap or nap, and a lot of people take naps. Uh, or tap or snap, and a lot of people snap. Uh, so either way, either way you like it, he does a big hug, does a big huggy, and you go down, you go boom, and uh, you go night-night, uh, or you tap. Yeah. <laughs> it took a few rounds for that to happen here. It did. So, But I really enjoyed this. Oh, good. Now, I wanted to ask you what your impressions were, because I, I gave you the fight, but also said, like, look, I, I understand this is a longer one than yeah. most uh, Habib fights. So if you, if you do feel the need... Uh, to skip a bit, that's okay. Just definitely watch the first and last round, you know, kind of thing. I so. skipped round three. Okay, I that's watched fine. the first two rounds and sure. then the fourth round and then the brawl afterwards. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. I was short on time, unfortunately. That's I do like to try fair. and watch as much as I can. Yeah, but course. I have to say, like, so I we skipped last week in terms. Of, so we did wrestling last week yes, instead we of did. MMA. Yeah. So I haven't watched MMA in two weeks. That's right. So I had to, like, get my MMA eyes back on. Yes, yes, yes. So first I'm watching this and I'm just, like, looking at Conor McGregor's weird tattoos <laughs> and, like, having to readjust my eyes and, like, go back because I'm missing stuff because I'm used to things happening in a much more demonstrative way. Sure, sure. Um, but, oh, like, Habib, the way he does that, I, like, I talked, when we talked, watched the um, Poirier, Poirier? Yes, yes. When we watched yes, the Poirier correct. fight, um... I said that he like felt like I felt like I was watching a nature documentary. Yes. There's this time I was like, he was still very intimidating. Yeah. But like, do you ever watch that video of those baby pandas like clinging to the leg of the zookeeper <laughs> and like just making trouble? <laughs> no, but I need to now. <laughs> uh, it's like one of my all time favorite animal videos of the internet. Uh, yeah. It's just these like, it's the zoo. It's like uh, the zookeeper who's the, who's, you know, works with the baby pandas and they're all used to her. They're, she's, like, trying to clean up their uh, enclosure and they're just, like, on her legs, like, dragging her down, messing with her <laughs> shit, like, just being little mischievous scamps. But the way he, like, just hugs on Conor McGregor's legs and just stays there yeah, and isn't, like... Con Conor McGregor's got, like, you know, pretty decent defense up and isn't yeah. taking a ton of damage in the first round, yeah. it looks like. Um... But still, like, couldn't escape. Yep. It really reminded me of just this, of, like, these ba the baby pandas being like, nope, this is my leg now. I'm never letting go. <laughs> but, like, in a very scary way. Yes. <laughs> like, with um, much higher dangerous stakes than baby panda mischief. baby panda. Yeah. <laughs> very violent baby panda, Habib. Yeah. It might be also because I watched him wrestle that bear when he was a kid. Yes. That might be part of it. That might be part of it. It's just incredible. I he's have a in question. trouble here a few times. He's yeah. like he's having a hard time in a few points here. Uh like McGregor's good at this. He's very, very good. He's not just a dickhead, thing. he's also good at MMA. Yeah, he's he's very good. He's a very good striker at this size. Like a ridiculously good striker yeah. at this size. And he's kind of long and rangy for this size as well. Like he had a pretty big reach uh, advantage here like four yeah and they mentioned something. that that's yeah, a, that similar seems like height, a big deal but yeah he they just looked... has long arms yeah, yeah. a long-armed gentleman yes a long-armed yes. dickhead yes <laughs> uh, i do have a question though about some of yeah. his tattoos and then yes. about some not and some non-tattoo things of course so of course does conor mcgregor have a cross on his neck that turns into a barbed wire spine on his spine <laughs> is that what i was seeing <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. 
I might need to pull it off, actually. All right, where like, are we? How good are MMA people, MMA fighter tattoos in general? Like, if oh, you were to look, they're usually atrocious okay. in the best way. Yeah. Same with pro wrestling. I'm going to yeah. show you my favorite pro wrestler tattoo. Uh, this is uh, this is a guy named Icarus. Okay. Okay. Who is in the company Chikara? We were talking about earlier. And his tattoo is so bad that he threatens to take off his shirt as a way to punish the audience. And I love it. I think it's like one of the great bad tattoos. Oh, it's so good bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That looks like something I would do. Um, But but better, obviously, because it's it's bad in all the ways that are like actually hard to be bad. Like there's symmetry here. Like, there's symmetry. There I couldn't do symmetry, you know? It and looks, there's a, cho- a color choice that's made yeah. here. Some, like, uh, really choice pastels. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite wrestler tattoos. I'd prefer a really bad tattoo <laughs> like this that's unique that, yeah. like, than, like, something generic. The, like, tribal tattoos of 1998 kind of thing. Yeah. Even yeah. those I'm getting some nostalgia for. If I have to see another person with, like, the same generic American traditional sleeve of, like, I'm a masculine guy. I get my beard trimmed at my favorite barber shop that smells like wood whiskey leather. <laughs> just doing a, just I'm a sailboat of a man. I hate that shit. Wood whiskey leather. Uh, the name of our show. I'm glad we got that. Yeah, I'm very glad. Which are actually all smells I really like. I mean, they're good smells. They're good smells, but there's like a type here, and it's like, come yeah. on, y'all. You can it's like you the can beard do what you bomb. want, but like, come on. Like Conor McGregor's like unique. front. His frontal tattoo has a very like beard bomb vibe to me. Oh, it sure does. It sure does. And he, <sighs> there's something. I I think some part of this is like a family crest thing. Uh, Ugh, how he's annoying. Irish and very big on on his Irishness, um, but like, I I don't know, man. I there's there's a lot going on with these tattoos. The weird thing about it is the nipples. Um, like the crest is like very delicately like hanging over each nipple. I feel like, and that's a okay. Little I'm interesting. looking this up. And then like it looks like the tiger on his stomach is using the belly button at like as a nose. As, is it using or that no, as it's a not nose? as his nose. It's just like there. It's just kind of there. I think there. if you're going to have it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this is yeah, like. It's mm. not. It's. Yeah. The crown on the neck is irritating. He has like a, like a little guy with a top hat on his arm that I yeah, hate. Yeah, the top hat is is maybe my favorite, to be honest. Um, I actually like the barbed yeah. wire flames on the back because at least it like. I don't know. It has a. Yep. It is barbed wire. Or maybe it's branches turning into a cross i don't know oh very shit, douchey okay. either way i'm gonna show oh, you my yeah. other favorite wrestler tattoo though yeah there's there's a lot here uh here he apparently analyzed his uh <laughs> his fight in a very lengthy instagram post uh and he sh- claims that from a fighting standpoint he won the first and third round uh, but he admitted that many mistakes were made in the build-up and as well in the actual fight itself uh but he uh yeah it's um it's a good fight. It is a very is. good fight. And it feels yeah. dangerous. Like, it feels it like at feel any dangerous. second. Which is one of the things that, that makes MMA exciting. Even even a not great fight usually does feel at least somewhat dangerous. But this one felt very dangerous. Like, this is a very 
very scary kind of fight. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stakes here between Mr. Superstar, you know, uh, that everybody expects to come out there and just win easily. And like this guy who just has torn through the division and is also talking to him the whole time, which is hilarious. He is just like shit talking Conor McGregor as he's like punching him in the face and just like, it's, it's so much like this is, this is Habib at his best and worst, right? Because Habib is a very, like generally a very respectful guy. Like, extremely respectful and very, like, you know, you see him fight other people and just say, like, he doesn't really shit talk. I mean, I'm sure he he, he does, like, in the ring as he's beating you up. But, like, he's not, like, Mr., uh, you know, he's not cutting a promo, right? Like, right. the way some yeah. of these other guys are. He's like, no, I fight and this is not a game to me. Like, this is fucking serious ass business. I got into... 400,000 street fights as a kid and I wrestled a bear and like you you fucking clown are not going to disrespect me and I think that's where the brawl comes from as well okay because I was wondering like what the backstory is here for like if I'd missed something and when I skipped round three like did something happen was no. there like there's like long-standing beef there's, there's also, long-standing beef okay yeah there's also the fact that in the I forget exactly when this particular thing happened but in the months before this fight uh, Connor had done some bad behavior. Connor threw a dolly, like a, a, a object used to move things from an arena into a bus of fighters. And a couple of fighters actually got hurt. They got like glass in their eyes, basically. Uh, and I believe okay. that is part of the beef. I believe this is Connor trying to be Mr. Cool, Mr. Promo, Mr. Like, I'm crazy. Uh, and it was like just a really shitty low blow kind of thing. Now, there yeah. is also another fighter from Habib's camp who comes in and punches Connor uh, uh, in, in this brawl aftermath as as Habib goes after Dylan Dennis, uh, who is a very flashy. He's like a really good black belt, actually, a very good grappler who's now getting into fighting. He is Connor's jujitsu coach. So there's beef there. The running out of the ring was a whole ass thing. So yeah, there's there's like a lot of backstory. There's a lot of moving parts to the the kind of beef. It frankly is like, look, you you watch cool beefs, right? You watch yeah. like good beefs happen between characters and 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 like really really cool dramatic fashion. This is like genuinely. This is my honest opinion that this is like the stupidest beef in the universe. Like it's so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. It's just like, what? Oh, my God. Like, it's just so obvious that a lot of fighters are just not pro wrestlers. When it comes to promos and, like, trash talk and all this kind of stuff, some of them think they are, and they're fucking not. Like, they're not doing quality promos. They're just doing, like, first grade level shit talk and then dumb antics, and it's not great. And, like, I, mean, I think... I- Oh, go ahead, I gotta go ahead. say, just sorry, in their defense, a, there's a lot of bad pro wrestling promos. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, there's a lot of like real life beef that pro wrestlers have that sure. isn't kayfabe. That's them just being macho dickheads and fighting each other and getting mad for real. That gotcha. all gotcha. happens. It's really unprofessional, but it does happen. Okay. Bad promos happen. No. Uh, it is. They are all in the same shitty like tr- american yeah. traditional sailboat 
yeah. toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that's such a fair point. That's that's absolutely true. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't want you to give too much credit to wrestlers because <laughs> they suck, too. It's fine. OK. All right. Well, very fair point. Thank you. I, I guess this is just like a pet peeve of mine from MMA where I think what's going on is they see the good wrestlers who are good at this. They yeah. think, oh, this is how I sell my fight is by making a really stupid manufactured beef. And like, I just, I don't even know. Like, I th- I don't think Habib is manufacturing shit. Like, for what it's worth, uh, like, I don't think he like genuinely cares about trash talk. I think he is like, if you disrespect me, I will kill you. Oh, like, yeah, I think that's where pissed. it's coming from. He he's not playing. Pissed. That's why I was asking if there was yeah. like background here because he just doesn't. I mean, even the way he trash talks what he's fighting feels very yeah. like level. Yes. And like, I mean, the the Poirier match, he like was talking the whole time. And I'm assuming that was trash talking. Yeah. But he's like, wasn't he didn't seem pissed. No. No, not at all. And he he's seemed like, like in perfect control of himself. And like yeah, giving him like very professional. Yeah, and this was so not that he was like yeah. genuinely seemed furious. Yeah, Connor is known for shit talking and trash talking, and then the, the thing with the bus was a part of this, I believe. And yeah, which was in just, April of 2018. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think that was actually God. That was a fight in Brooklyn. I think that happened in yeah. New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just like such a. Again, I, this might be me making a bigger deal out of certain things. I just, I truly hate that aspect of MMA. I'm like, look, y'all, you're martial artists. You're not, you know, like, God bless you if you are good on a microphone. And that's fine. And some people are very good with that. But, like, don't pretend to be something you're not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't, don't, like, think you're as good at this as other people in a different sport or a different discipline. Because unless you also trained in that or also, like, got coaching in that, you're probably not. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, just, I mean, it does take practice and it takes it takes, it takes a lot of skill. bad promos to cut a good promo. But you need to, like, study it as a craft and you can't just yeah. expect to get better on your own. And I mean, I'm I like when I think about com- like actual combat sports and yeah. like promos and like character and think like, you know, Muhammad Ali, which is like, sure, like that's sure. He's, you, you can't not everybody can be that. Yes. <laughs> That's like, some real shit. Like, That's, kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. you're never, like, mo- none of you guys are going to, that's a, like a once in a lifetime level yeah. of like charisma, like yeah. combination of charisma, uh, ability, and yeah, just like, like that's not as a, well. Like, yeah, you performance know, a, the and, ability to get that message out that well yeah. is a performance, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's, those are skills that, yeah. Yeah, that don't happen all of a sudden just cut, naturally. It's not just an easy skill. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I think I'm some sure of them do that. Work, he worked at it. Like, it's... Yeah. Of course. So of that's... Course. An, uh, that I can see why that would be annoying, is you see these yeah. guys who are really good at, like, punching and choking to be like, well, anybody can talk. These all these pussies in Hollywood can talk. I bet right. I could talk, too. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if you right. can, bro. Which is not me saying, oh, stay in your lane. You're only good at punching. It's like, just respect that there's a craft to that, too. Like, yeah, just respect, one acting just respect class. that. You know what I'm saying? Just respect yeah. that there's a lot that goes into this. Things aren't easy. MMA right. isn't easy. Pro wrestling isn't easy. Like, like I could never do fighting or wrestling. And I am okay at talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I've worked really hard to You're be okay at talking. You're very fucking good at talking, LB, actually. Oh, Danielle. It's true. I was fishing for a compliment and I got it. <laughs> Beautiful. 
<laughs> you got what you wanted. You got what you needed because you're good oh, at it. God damn it. I got a big, beautiful string fish of a compliment. Thank you. Oh, you got that string fish. You got that string fish. Oh, but so good. Uh, so good. And in terms well, of I'm the so brawl, glad you liked it. Yeah. Yes. I so loved so. the brawl. Because I'm so tuned to pro wrestling that I'm like, yeah, this is so exciting. And it's like, you probably, but like, if that's a real fight, you guys probably shouldn't be doing that. It's unprofessional. Someone could get hurt. But like, okay. Yeah. If a bunch of MMA guys were like, okay, you know, it'd be really sick if after the fight, we like pretend we really hate each other. (laughs) And then like all your guys start fighting my guys and then they do it. Like I would be, I would be. I can't object to that. And like I can't even object to this too strongly because it's just I'm I'm bad. I like bad things. So I thought it was I mean, fun. yeah. Like I don't think you're bad and I don't think you like bad things. I think like the way Joe Rogan is uh like talking about it is a little like oh, it's a black eye on the sport and he's so upset and he's so pissed off and like there is a, an air of, like, I do understand where he's coming from on this. And again, Joe Rogan is a complicated subject for me. I think there's a lot of things that suck about the guy. And I think there are some good things about Joe Rogan. There are some good things Absolutely. about Joe Rogan. I mean, there are. And he clearly loves this sport like nothing else and has promoted it like nothing else and has done some good in his in his life, in his career. Uh, yeah. But, like, he, he, he seems so unbelievably upset and i and i do kind of i was really wanna, surprised by that actually yeah i, I, when I think joe rogan i think like yeah yeah okay we want to have a moment let's have a moment what do you want to yeah. say well it's just it's just like hey buddy you know that this sport is about punching the shit out of each other like <laughs> I, I get, I do get, I do get it. I do get it. There is a level of professionalism here. This is not barroom brawling. I do get it. I, I genuinely do get it. But that level of upset that he was is a little bit like, all right, <laughs> we might have, we might have disconnected a little bit here from, from, you know, some elements of, of groundedness. <laughs> like, do you think he was being since fully sincere or do you think he was selling it? You know, that's a very good question. I and maybe this is me underestimating the the rogue the, the rogan here but I don't know that he has that many speeds uh it's fair. Like, I, I don't mean to insult the guy again of course. I think there's things about him that suck and I think there's things about him that are good but I I think he's a he's a fairly wears his heart on his sleeves kind of dude um Okay, and interesting. Like, wh- who would it serve by him being this upset? I guess. Unless I totally like assumed he was working. I totally oh, assumed really? it was a work. And part of it is like, again, I have my wrestling brain on still. Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, we, I've got the new podcast with Colette. And yes, which is amazing, that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. But in that, ma- in the match we watched uh, this week, uh, Jr. Same initials as Joe Rogan. Uh, Jim Ross <laughs> hey, does a call yeah. when like uh, somebody bump bumps somebody on the head really softly with a microphone, and Jim Ross goes, "I know there's no rules in this, but you'd think that you know he'd show him a little bit of compassion." It's like the most overwrought selling of like this very minor thing of disrespect. So I was just like, I was on that speed still of like Joe gotcha. Rogan's just selling the shit out of you know. <laughs> The disrespect to the sport. But yeah, maybe he was just really horrified. I don't know. I've never, like, I'm not super familiar with his oeuvre. So. Yeah, it's very. Mm. Beyond I mean, him, like, smoking that blunt right. with 
He might uh, be right. He just seemed so flabbergasted, and it's hard to flabbergast that man. He his guests are always, you know, unflabbered. Uh, he's always talking seemingly, no matter what happens, and he just is like stunned into silence. And then this is an eyesore on the sport. I forget the exact term he uses. The <laughs> yeah. black eye on the sport, whatever the it black is. Spot, it's just yeah, a dark so day. Much. And Dominic Cruz kind of does the thing where, like, hey, you know, I, I I agree this is unprofessional, but this is the fight game. You know, sometimes things get heated, and, and <laughs> rogues over here is not fucking having it. It's so much. <laughs> It's so much. Joe Rogan, so if much. you're listening to this, please write in to podcasts <laughs> at fanbyte.com. I know you listen. I know you, you listen. listen to every king of podcasts, Joe Rogan. We know you listen to every podcast in the world simultaneously, trying to open your third eye. And <laughs> if you can hear us, please email and let us know what the truth yeah. is. Joe Rogan. Hey, one one good thing about Joe Rogan is that he despises weight cutting. And I for that, I will give him those props. I absolutely give him those props. That's a good uh, take to have for sure. Uh, so thank you for that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, recently, this is a, a side note. Recently, uh, a bad thing happened where a fighter, uh, Brian Ortega, actually slapped uh, the Korean zombie, uh, who's a, a fighter, a Korean fighter, uh, who actually does prefer to go as a Korean zombie right now. Um, that he rules. slapped his translator at a fight. What which is the a very, fuck? Which is a very, and he waited for like the, I think the fighter to go to the bathroom. Somebody, there was something about somebody what? went to a bathroom and he slapped him and it was like, don't do that. That is not a fighter fight. At least Habib went after a fighter, okay? Dylan Dennis is a jiu-jitsu black belt and a fighter, like an MMA fighter. I'm not saying it's okay. I don't think it's okay. Other people can get hurt in that. However, if you go after a fighter as a fighter, there's at least the level of, okay, this person can defend themselves. You go after somebody's fucking translator, that person's not, not a cool. fighter. Oh, that, yeah, that was, that's that was like, shitty. That's that's like very sneaky and weird. It's shitty. It was just shitty. That wasn't great. He ended up apologizing, I think. But still, again, the stunts, y'all, like MMA fighters, like if you're not like a person who appreciates the craft, then, you know, learn learn that it's a craft, man. Learn that it's a craft. Um, I, I just Googled the Korean zombie and like the first result had a picture uh, shot by Esther Lin, who. Yes, who is the best at is MMA she, okay. fighting. Yeah. She's great. Uh, yeah. She shoots PWG or oh, sometimes awesome. shoots that, that wrestling, that thing I go to. So like, I've met her a few times. She's so cool. I oh, love she's her. She's great. She's but so, like so one great. of my first, the first show I ever went to by myself, I was wearing a television t-shirt, yeah. uh, like Marquee Moon, the like classic, you know, art rock album. And she like complimented me on it. And I was like, she's so cool. And she complimented my shirt. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and I'm like, so delighted that she like, I, whenever I see her name, like, I'm like, oh wait, she's a really big deal MMA photographer. She yeah, like does all the big, incredible. like all the big stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she's so good. She's also just awesome. Uh, amazingly oh, yeah. talented photographer and awesome person. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so good. Sorry, I just saw her name and got excited and had to shout yeah. her out. Like yeah, if you're great. if you like MMA or pro wrestling, like check out Esther Lynn's art or art. Yeah, it's photography, but it's art and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. MMAfighting.com. Shout out to the very good folks over there. They're extremely good people. Yeah. Um, and her yeah. all elbows. Yeah, that's her Instagram? on Twitter. Yeah. I think so. And Instagram. I think all elbows. So, yeah, if you want to see her her awesome work. Extremely good shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, 
All right, LB, is there anything else you want to talk about in this fight, or shall we shall we wrap up or, or unwrap unwrap our knuckles? I guess is the term we should okay. use. Okay, I want to know why everyone's booing. Uh, in like, the, why is the crowd in booing? Which portion? Uh, so there's like a part in round one when they're up against the cage. Why are people oh, booing? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, some MMA audiences, especially uh, I think there were a lot of Connor fans here. A lot of Connor fans here. Okay. Some MMA audiences only like striking. They don't like grappling, and they think grappling is boring. These people are, are uh, entitled to their opinion, but they're fucking wrong, because grappling yeah, is the best babies. thing in the world. Grappling rules. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that might be part of it. And, and, like, they find it boring, or they think it's, like, stalling or something. And those people have never grappled in their life, because it is so fucking hard to control somebody. Uh, it takes all your strength, considerable skill. It's the sort of thing you train for years and years and years and years just to have the tiniest handle on. And it's, like fucking best thing in the world so i am the opposite and like a lot of jujitsu people are very fucking annoying because we're the opposite because like we'll be watching you know an mma fight and like i've done some striking so i i'm not like bored i enjoy watching striking yeah um, but like some folks i know that are really just just jujitsu people are like bored until it goes to the ground <laughs> and then they get very excited which is yeah, funny <laughs> that's fair i mean that's kind of how i was in the beginning because the striking just happened so quickly i couldn't sure. understand what was happening and also, I think, and it's just like grappling's cool. Oh, it is. It's the I just coolest like thing. to see it. It's just power. I like to look it's at like it happen. Power and weight and and mechanics and like moving at incredible speeds. I actually, this was funny. I actually streamed on Twitch last night. Uh, Vicky and I did some. Uh, oh God, we did six six minute rounds and then three. Uh, four three minute rounds uh, on on our Twitch channel, <laughs> just like I, I we're doing we're doing training. You know we're blue belts. We're not like experts, so like we're we're we make mistakes. Uh, but like we tapped each other an equal amount of times, which is great. That means it was like a super even uh, little match that we had. So it's like yeah, grappling's so good. I'm sorry, I could talk about it for ten hours, and I won't because I know <laughs> that it's a weird little sport uh, for weird people, but it's also great. And I think Habib, however you feel about Habib, who also has some pretty shitty opinions. Oh, uh, I'm sure he does. Uh, no, no, no question there. And it has done some. I, you know, I do think the brawl is questionable. I don't maybe feel as strongly about it as 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 Mr. Rogan, but yeah, you know. I feel very differently thing. about it if it was like I don't know some someone who everybody did who like wasn't immediately presented to me as like a real life dickhead like the very first time I think I was oh, aware sure. of Conor McGregor sure, was sure. like he punched an old man for not drinking his stupid branded whiskey yeah like fuck fuck that come on yeah so like that guy gets to get punched yeah in oh, my absolutely. opinion absolutely um yeah yeah completely um but yeah I, I Habib is like just one of the best grapplers oh uh, he's incredible just. It's just incredible. Like, and in round two, I like one of the. I was actually not. I was just going to watch round one and round four, sure. and then sure. I was scroll like kind of skipping through. And there's that part in round two when Habib lifts Connor up, <laughs> and then like kind of like drops him on the ground mm-hmm. into the like squeezy hold. Yes, it's so okay. cool. It's so <laughs> such a delight. Oh Literally, like I'm watching it, and I'm just like slamming on my keyboard. What a king! God, this <laughs> rules. Like. He's yes. relentless. Where are his endorsement deals? I know exactly. <laughs> Where's Habib in my? T- where, why isn't he on commercials on TV? Like I'm just shouting this onto my computer <laughs> to no one. I mean, because he well, did a cool, now you're telling like, it to the world because it's yeah. True. Oh, 
But yeah, no, the way he like that. Do you know what I'm talking about when he like? Yes. I don't know what the, yes. the the moves are called, but like he picks him up and kind of drops him and yeah. into a squeezy. Oh, I mean, you you pretty much got it. I don't remember the exact positioning, so there are like specific like positioning things like where are your hands where's your weight are, are you driving with your hips driving with your shoulders etc but like yeah I, absolutely i mean the way you described it, it it completely gets it yeah it's like oh god one thing i love the most in the world is getting a takedown like a nice dramatic takedown and then just taking them down into a, a horrible position for them oh god i love it like if you get a takedown and you just land and mount oh god oh. that rules yeah oh, i mean it looks like so better. cool to see oh it's so it, like yeah so I really dug that. Also, my other question was, yeah. after round two, yeah. uh, they put these weird things on Connor's cheeks. These, like, flat yes. metal, like, mm-hmm. tiny... What are those? So, are they for? that's... The Cutman is trying to reduce swelling. So that should be, like, a super cold piece of metal. It's like oh, okay, those ice. are cold. Yeah, Got yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, but super cold. flat. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It's, like, a Cutman's job is basically to do very basic triage on cuts on the face, basically. Right. Or, you know, or, or you could, like have a cut on your leg from leg kicks or whatever it is, you know, they're there to kind of keep you in the fight. So they, they just take care of your injuries in like the minute that they have. It's a tough job. Cool. There's actually a really good piece on the athletic that like, uh, sort of interviewed some cutmen and like, Oh my God, the things they've seen and how fast they have to move. And like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. I saw that punch. And like, it was like raring to go. Like, cause you only get like really like 40 seconds with your fighter, especially if they kind of walk slowly back. <laughs> it's just like, gotta go, man. <laughs> like, Gotta heal fast, you know? For it's sure, very, yeah. It's very good. I just never seen them before. They looked really, I was like, what are these devices? Yeah, yeah. So they were cold. Just, that, I was like, are those cold things to reduce swelling? And they were. Yes, so. yes. Cool. That's absolutely what it is, yeah. I think they those are my only questions. They like cover cuts. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Just like the goo. Yeah, put a lot the of goo on that. Cut goo. <laughs> nice. That cut goo. Mm. Yeah. But Medical no, I really chill. enjoyed this. And like, I... I'm kind of delighted that we both, without consulting each other, picked yeah. matches between, like, these kind of weird, uh, kind of unassuming, I mean, it's not exactly unassuming, but, like, not immediately aggressive-seeming, like, good guys against, yeah. like, these totally, like, booable bad guys. Yeah. But one of them was fake and one of them was real. Yeah, I think that's really good. We had some <laughs> And they both parallels. ended in kind of, like, a bunch of people fighting. Yes. There, were, there was a whole ass brawl. Going yeah. on in the at the end there, which doesn't happen often, <laughs> at least not in the modern game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm sure it probably happened in earlier. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. We need to. What we need next is Chuck Taylor doing a tope out of the octagon. That'll oh be my sweet. God. Just you know, flipping over the top. I don't think he can jump that high. <laughs> it's, if he, it's I thought tall. you asked him, he'd be like, "Fuck no, I'm not going to do that." <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me a stool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> incredible. So good. yeah, so good. really fun time. Yeah, I'm, li- I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'm so glad I enjoyed it too. It makes me happy when we me both like the fight. You know? Yeah, loving the fights. That's what we're all about here at the Fan Fight Podcast. Loving the fights. Hell yeah, loving the loving fights. the fight within each other. You know? I do. Lo- <laughs> you have great. You have a lot of fight, Danielle, and I respect it. And Thank like you. we were so remember how tired we Thank were when you. we started this. Yes. I feel fired up. I'm energized now. I got energy now. I got, like, life back because we talked about fighting and loving the fight within us. It's beautiful. So beautiful. LB, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. In these trying times, I'm glad we have a podcast where we can share in the love of the fight. Me too. Yeah. And inspire the fight in each other's hearts. Yes. It's beautiful. 
Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Everyone, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, please do, if you have the fight in your heart, please do rate and review our podcast because it helps us a lot. Really does. We really do appreciate it. And if you can listen to all of our good stuff, we've got stuff about anime, about movies. We watched Tiger King this week. That was interesting. All sorts of good stuff over at fanbite.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbite media and at fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E. On Instagram at fanbite, on TikTok on at fanbite, and of course on fanbite.com. You can watch Late Lunch and all our good-ass streams. I, I'm calling it right now. They are good-ass streams on twitch.tv I gotta get that fanbite. password. I gotta oh, get the yeah. login get so I can you on stream some Yakuza. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. We'll make that happen. Because, hell okay. yeah. Hell yeah. And of course, yeah. uh, LB runs the wrestling section, so you can read that on fanbite.com slash wrestling. LB, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, tweeting about God knows what, uh, at <laughs> Hunk Tears, like a hunk who's crying, tears, Hunk Tears. Oh, and that's, so uh, I'm writing a recap of the latest AEW, which will be up by the time this is out. It's on yeah. fanbite.com slash wrestling. There's all kinds of good stuff. It's like, we've got great writing on that site that I'm really proud to edit. Uh, yeah. The latest in uh, the wrestling, mechanics of wrestling series that uh calvin kasulke is doing i'm sorry if i mispronounced your last name calvin uh is a part three observation it's great it's a great primer into pro wrestling um it done in kind of like a funny tongue-in-cheek physics class way uh (laughs) but if you're like me and you have never taken a real science class not even in (laughs) not even when you were a child you can still understand (laughs) it um colette aaron's Reviews of WrestleMania 36 are up. They're fantastic. Uh, Colette and I have a new podcast called Fan Fight VCR, where we watch old wrestling. And the first episode yes. of that is up. Please check it out. We talked about Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in their 1989 I Quit match, which was fucking dope. Uh, so it's going to be coming out twice a month. And yeah, all the stuff Danielle said. I'm so glad. I'm so glad for that that other podcast. It's so good. Me too. So, so good. Oh my god. Colette is so great. And oh, yes, she so is. So smart. Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Danielle R.I. And until next time, let's do a good sound effect. What kind of sound effect do you think? Like a brawl sound effect? Uh, what if we, like, hug something so tight and never let it go? Yeah, that's a good sound effect. That's a good sound <laughs> okay. effect. Okay. All right. Okay. On three. I don't know what that's going to sound like, but let's try it. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Bye.